for me, really sort of understanding how easy it is to just let go of thoughts was really liberating. Our thoughts are completely transient. They're here one moment, gone the next, unless we really get a grip on them if we want to. Hello and welcome to this episode of Overcoming Anxiety with Dawn Morgan. Good afternoon, good evening or good morning to you all. Today's episode is about thoughts. Can we control our thoughts? Some people argue that we can and some argue that we can't really. Um, So I'm going to explore that today. Now thoughts are, are, are quite an interesting thing because do we create our thoughts or do our thoughts just turn up? Do they jump in? And how do they jump in? You know, sometimes when you're just thinking one thing and then another thought comes in or or you're imagine this scenario where you go into a room. How many of you have actually walked into a room intent on doing something or collecting something or finding something and and the thought about that has just completely disappeared. You'd completely forgotten what it is you went into the room for. I'm sure most, I've certainly done that hundreds of times. Or what about when we were in a situation or we're trying to remember something that, you know, the phrase, it's on the tip of my tongue when you're trying to remember a name or a, a, a fact or some important information. And it was sort of there a moment ago, but now it's gone again. Or when you are deep in conversation with somebody and and you're getting ready to say something because you've thought of a really, really good point. And then just as your moment comes, you've lost it. Disappeared. It's gone into thin air. Where did it go? Where could it possibly have gone? Why, Why has it gone? How, how could it just go like that? Now, do we create our thoughts? Do our thoughts create us? As humans, we have this absolutely amazing thing called an imagination. We can pretty much imagine anything we want to. Sometimes this works for us. So, for example, if I said to you... Um, Think of a beautiful, sunny, sandy beach with the warm breeze blowing in your hair. Most of us can imagine that. Most of us have been in that sort of situation and we can visualize that. And when we're thinking of happy memories or look forward and uh, we're looking forward to something really nice, uh, you know, whether that's a holiday or a family gathering or imagining how fabulous something will be the party that we're going to or the new car that we're about to buy or, you know, whatever it is. We can really get lost in those amazingly happy imagination thoughts. They're not real. We're just thinking about them. Other times, though, our ability to imagine can cause us lots of distress, can confuse us and and create any range of emotions. So, Think about when you go to a movie. So you've gone to a movie and it's the horror movie, the latest, really awful, scary movie that has come out into the cinema. 
you're going along to something that you know is going to evoke certain emotions. The whole idea of a horror film is to make you feel scared, to shock and to, to, well, make you feel scared, really. I mean, personally, I don't like them. I don't that they they scare me and those thoughts what is interesting for me with with things like horror films is they are so vivid and so and my mind remembers them and I play it over and over again even though I know that the film is not real it's a story it's created I know that but I can't help but get absorbed into it and feel all the feelings that the director and the producer of that film want me to feel. So if it's not real, why do we feel it? And it's all to do with our thoughts. If you're thinking scary thoughts, in other words, you're watching the horror movie, then you're going to feel scared. If you're thinking happy thoughts and seeing yourself sitting on the beach or walking along that beautiful beach, or it could be anywhere else, it can be, you know, spending time with your favorite person or playing with your dog or your children in the park. It could be anything that really brings you joy. So when we're thinking about those really nice, happy, joyful things, then we're feeling happy and joyful and great. That's how it's supposed to work. When we see upsetting things and we get upset, that's how it's supposed to work. Our bodies react, our our feelings come up depending on what it is we're thinking about. So do we control our thoughts? I don't believe we do. But I think what we can control is acknowledging that our thoughts can be either engaged with or not. So many people going along to that horror movie, they may not feel as deeply as others who perhaps don't go to see horror movies very often. Their thought trigger is more relaxed. They can feel the fear to a certain level. They can, they can choose not to engage with those fears choose not to engage with too many of them. They accept and just let those feelings flow through them. Seems a bit strange, doesn't it, when we're talking about thoughts like that, as if they're all floating around. And that's how I like to imagine them, that all these thoughts are just sort of floating all above our head. They're all there, you know, they're sort of flowing in and around and through our minds. But it's only the ones that we choose to grab hold of that actually really create the feelings that we're experiencing. So if we immerse ourselves in a book, I know myself, I've been reading reading a book, and, and when you look at it very logically, what I'm doing is reading black marks on a white page or any sort of variation of colour, but I'm looking at words. I'm looking at shapes that make words, that make sentences, that make paragraphs, that give me a sort of meaning. But my meaning the meaning I put on those words will be very different to what somebody else puts on those words. But that's for another day. But I know logically that those words on that paper do not 
create, they're not what creates the feeling in me. Because if they were, just by anybody looking at those, those, that written work on a piece of paper would get the same feelings as me. And we know that's not true. If I picked up a, I'm living in Spain at the moment and, and my Spanish is, is so minimal, it's not worth discussing. But if I pick up a, a book that's written in Spanish, I can be looking at those words all day and I may pick out a few words that I recognize, but it certainly is not going to evoke any feelings in me. It's the way I interpret the words and I understand the words that create the feelings. And that's why quite often we hear people, you know, two people go to the same movie or they read the same book and they've got a completely different idea as to what was going on and what was good and what was bad and what was interesting and what was boring. And and even when we look at people studying different different subjects, you know, I quite like maths and science but not everybody does. I'm not particularly arty, but there's other people that are. But it's not the maths or the science or the art that invokes feelings. Because if that was the case, then our feelings would be the same all along. So it's, so in between what we are seeing and what we are feeling is thought. So it's what we think about, what meaning we put on things, what we think about what it is we think we're seeing. And I say think we're seeing because we're not always seeing the same thing. And you can take an example of of two people who go to a football match, even if they're, they're cheering for the same side. Their feelings, their thoughts and their opinions will be very different. Somebody might think that the the free kick or the the penalty kick was right and proper to be given. Others won't for a variety of different reasons. So it's it is it's our thoughts that definitely create our feelings. And when we're aware of this, it's much easier to let them go. Most of us have had those thoughts that perhaps we we think that the thoughts are an indication of who we are deep inside, our, our soul, our, our real personality. And, and, you know, that can be quite distressing when we have a, a, what we would perceive to be a bad thought about somebody. But it's just a thought. It has no meaning. It has no energy unless we give it some energy. Let me give you an example. Perhaps you're arranging to meet a friend for lunch and you've arranged to meet at one o'clock at this particular cafe that you both know and you get there a little bit early. You're there about 10 10 minutes beforehand, but that's fine. You'll get a drink and just wait. The traffic wasn't too busy for you. So you're feeling quite calm and, and relaxed and looking forward to seeing your friend. And then... So one o'clock comes and your friend still hasn't arrived, but you're quite calm about it. You are, you're starting to think about scenarios. Think about maybe why she's not meeting you, why she's not here yet. And you think about, okay, well, you know, your mind goes to all the different things that could have happened. Maybe the traffic's busy. Maybe she's just caught up at work. Maybe, you know, there's lots of, lots of good, valid reasons and you start running through them filling your head up with all these different possibilities. 
it gets to about 10 past one and you've run through all the possibilities. But one thing that's really stuck in your mind now is, well, you know, everyone has mobile phones and you know your friend's got a mobile phone. So, you know, your thoughts are definitely going towards, well, why surely, surely she could have called you and let you know she's running late if that's the cause. So perhaps, perhaps it's something not so great happened. Maybe she's been in an accident. Maybe what other scenario is there that I've not thought about? What other things could there be? And we start to create what I like to call a thought storm. It's like this messy, messy muddle of, of imagine a sort of a, a ball of yarn that's just been sort of attacked by the cat and it's all knotted and tangled in this. It's going all over the place. And, and our thoughts can do that. We can get caught in these thoughts of, and of maybe my friend's late because she's late, but then she would have called and, you know, and why hasn't she called? And that's really inconsiderate. And I can't believe that she's, you know, she's not, not thinking about me sitting here. Or alternatively, I could be going into thoughts about why my friend isn't here. You know, has she had an accident? Should I start ringing hospital? Should I, should I ring her partner? What's going on? And, and all of these thoughts are creating different emotions in me. So I can feel irritated that she hasn't called me and she hasn't met my standard of, of, you know, keeping me informed as to why she's late or I could be really concerned and worried because my my thoughts are going to the the idea that maybe she's she's in hospital she's had an accident so wherever my thoughts lead me the feelings follow but actually all of those thoughts they're scenarios they're not actually real they're just me looking at options exploring the options, trying to make sense of a situation. And our minds are really good at doing that. You know, our minds always want to find um, a reason, an explanation for whatever situation we find ourselves in. And and I call it my Jack and Nori moment. So for anyone who who doesn't know Jack and Nori, certainly when I was a a child back in the the 70s, we had a, a... somebody on the TV telling a story every day when we got in from school and it was Jack and Ori and I think it's been um, it's around again now my children are growing up so I don't really um, watch any of that anymore but my Jack and Ori moment so when I find my emotions or my feelings getting a bit overwhelming you know starting to to feel and we can do this with um, excitement it's not always about bad things but we can we can get these thought storms these these big stories that just get worse and worse and worse, whether they're getting better and better and better or, or you know, we're sinking down into the depths of depression and despair and, and even anxiety because we're creating these stories. And when we recognise that actually we're doing it to ourselves, it is much easier to just laugh about it and let it go. Just like that time when you've lost your thought completely because you, you've walked into a room and can't remember or when, you know, certainly as a, a parent with young children, I'd been, I'd regularly be thinking about planning this and planning that. And, you know, whether it's the shopping list or or timings to be able to get to somewhere, you know, um, 
And then one of the children would fall over and they'd be crying and I'd completely lose any thoughts that I had. And and what that really teaches me is that our thoughts are are completely transient. They they just they're here one moment, gone the next. Unless we grab hold of them, unless we really get a grip on them. And then when we get a grip on them, we can add to them, you know, and we can build that thought storm if we want to. For me, really sort of understanding how easy it is to just let go of thoughts, let go of these things, was really liberating, freeing. So what are your thoughts? Let me know. It'd be great to hear hear your, your thoughts on this, good or bad, whether they're a thought storm or whether they're just passing moments. Either way, let me know what you think, because the ability to imagine is, an, is a powerful and wonderful thing. But like anything powerful, we need to use it with caution. Thank you for listening to today's show. Please follow or subscribe to get the latest episodes as soon as they're available. Whilst you are there, please also comment and review as it helps me and other listeners know what is good and what is not. If you would like to get in touch, feel free to reach out to me via the contact details in my show notes or through Facebook at Finding Freedom Club.